The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 84 The Legends of the West 1886, April 28th, somewhere south of the Amazon hunting camp. Ajax, Philocedes, and Homer rode together with a small complement of cavalry behind them. They stopped when they came to the clearing the Amazons had agreed to. It was a grass field surrounded by forest. And at its center, a set of railroad tracks cut the clearing in half. They're supposed to be here. Where are they? Asked Ajax. We were supposed to come alone. I tried to tell you. If they think you've broken the deal, maybe they just went back to where they came from. Philocides shrugged. I'm not taking any chance she gets away. If she runs, we will catch her. She's not going to run. She doesn't run from anything. You're making a huge mistake. You should drop this. This is my only chance to know the truth. You know the truth. Everyone knows Jonathan Perdue is dead. The Reaper is dead, Philocides argued. I have to know for myself, Ajax insisted. I rode with Cassandra in a cart the Amazons had remodeled. There was a steel bottom and a quick release for the horses. In an emergency, the car could be tipped over to create a barricade. Cassandra bragged about it, saying it was her design. Paris rode Alone's horse, Carmel, and following us on horses of their own was Penthesilia, Mary, Alcibi, Angelica, and half a dozen other Amazons armed with rifles. As we rode into the clearing, we saw the cavalry was waiting for us. Penthesilia held out her hand, stopping our caravan. They brought men of their own. Want to call this off? She asked Paris. No. We should get this done. And as long as they follow the rules, it doesn't matter how many men they brought. Paris answered Penthesilia. Okay, stay here. I'll ride forward and make the deal. I'll try to stretch things out. Cassandra, keep me covered, she ordered. Cassandra told me to hold the reins as she jumped into the back of the cart, grabbed a rifle, loaded it, and then took aim using the cart to steady her rifle. Penthesilia rode halfway, stopping on our side of the train tracks, and then waving them forward. We're here, Philocedes told Ajax. Is that her? I want to go with you. Ajax questioned. No, it's not her. And stay here. I'll make this deal for you. I'm coming with you, and you can't stop me. Fine, but if you get shot, I no longer take responsibility for that. They wouldn't dare. Cassandra's out there, somewhere, and I promise you she'll shoot a quarter out of your hand from this distance. So, don't do anything stupid. Philocedes began to ride forward, Ajax close behind him. Stop. That's far enough, Penthesilia ordered when they reached the train tracks. Celia, it's good to see you. I've missed you. Philocedes smiled at her. Viper, it's been forever. How are you doing? Well, you know, lonely. Not as lonely as you should be. I thought I told you to come alone. So you could ambush us and steal our money? Ajax interrupted. You don't have any money. You have my money. A thousand dollars, that's how much it cost me to betray my best friend. And for you to buy yourself a fight. Viper here will be the referee. If you lose, then you leave with nothing. If you win, the whiskey girl has agreed to go with you. She'll surrender herself and you can take her to your superiors 
whoever they might be. And she'll tell me the truth. Ajax insisted. That's not part of the agreement, Penthesilia argued. I'm making it part of the agreement. He pointed at Penthesilia. She tells me all about her grandfather, all about the Reaper, and who his accomplice was. If I win, I want the whole story. Or what? Or there's no fight, and we bring you all in. Don't you threaten me, little man. This is my forest. Do you think you can beat my Amazons in their own home? Calm down. No one's threatening anyone. Ajax will honor the fight agreement, and I'm sure the Whiskey Girl will tell him the truth about her grandfather. Win or lose, there's no need to hide it. Philocedes insisted. Fine. A thousand dollars, or we disappear into the woods. Penthesilia held out her hand. Ajax pulled from his saddlebags an overstuffed wallet. He threw it to Penthesilia, and she caught it. Quickly, she opened it and counted it out. All right. She looked back at the Amazons and waved with her hand. Paris and Cassandra rode forward. The rest of them flanking out surrounding the clearing, each of them just on the edge of the tree line holding their rifles at the ready. God damn, Viper! It's good to see you, Paris said as she approached. Whiskey girl, you're looking good. Is that Helen? The Viper pointed to me sitting in the cart behind Cassandra. Yep, Helen. This is the Carson City Viper. The Viper taught me how to quick draw. Yeah, but you can never beat me. I don't know. It's been a while, and I've been practicing. Would you like to try me before the match? Excuse me, but you're here to fight me? Ajax insisted. Are you Ajax, Captain of the Cavalry? I am. Ajax again insisted proudly. The Ajax, who faced down the Reaper in Tombstone. That's me, Captain Ajax, who died facing down the Reaper in Tombstone? Well... I'm his son, and you're the daughter of the Reaper? Granddaughter, Philocedes insisted. Daughter, granddaughter, it's all in the past now. Why do we bring it up? It's not going to help you win this fight. <laughs> Paris laughed as she dismounted. She stretched her arms and legs a bit. It's been a while since I've had a decent match, and Helen is looking forward to seeing me in action, so why don't we get started? Fine with me. Ajax dismounted. Now, what are the rules? Straight-up boxing rules, street fighting rules, bar brawl rules. What are bar brawl rules? Asked Ajax. Oh, I'm allowed to hit you with things. You know, like tables or chairs. Also, if someone sneaks a knife into the fight, it's still totally legal. Boxing rules. Boxing rules will be fine. Ajax answered. Paris walked over to the cart. She took a step up so that she was close enough to kiss me, and then looked past me to ask Cassandra. Is this plan really going to work? You have to trust me. They'll be here. Just don't win until they are. Cassandra answered. They'd better. Paris frowned and then stepped back to the ground. Don't worry, my love. I trust her plan, I told Paris. Paris took her stance across from Ajax, standing on the railroad tracks. Ajax held up his fist. They stared at each other for a moment until Paris looked over at Philocedes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. Fight, Philocedes said. Paris held her stance as Ajax advanced on her. He swung and missed, stepping off the train tracks. Ajax followed after her. He jabbed at nothing. He swung and hit air. Calm down. See the path. Keep your arms at your side and your elbows protecting your middle, your hands protecting your head. Shut up and fight, Ajax fumed. 
Have you ever been in a boxing match before? Paris asked as she slapped him across the face. Keep your hands up. Protect your face. Ajax shifted his fighting stance. Paris poked his side with her finger. Keep your elbows at your side to guard your middle. Stop talking and fight. I'm not here to take lessons. I'm here to arrest you. Paris slapped him across the face again and then poked him in the stomach. She reached out, grabbed his nose, and pulled it. Stepped back, dropping her fighting stance and laughing. (laughs) You can't arrest me. I haven't done anything wrong. You're a murderer. I've killed people, but only in self-defense. You snuck into a cavalry captain's quarters and strangled him in self-defense? Yep, Paris said as she stepped forward. He swung, and she dodged it. But as he went by, she smacked him on the back of the head, and he lost his balance and fell. You know, I don't know which is worse, your fighting or that terrible play you wrote. What play? Ajax asked from the ground. We saw it on the way here, the amazing adventures of Ajax, captain of the cavalry. A completely fictitious nightmare about what happened in Tombstone. I didn't write a play. You wrote the novel. Sometimes people pirate my work. Tell me, where did you see it? Some city in the northwest corner of Colorado. Paris held her hand out for him, to help him up. He took it, and she brushed the dust off his shoulders. She pulled his fists up and set them into place, in a proper boxing stance. Now, hunch over a little, she said. He did as she instructed. That's good. Now, don't stay in one place and move around with me. She took her boxing stance and began to move slowly backwards, allowing him to advance on her. Now, see the path. The body is a machine. It bends only at the joints. It pivots only in the middle. Every movement is predictable if you see the path and stay calm. Paris smiled at him as he took instruction. In the distance, Cassandra heard the sound of a train whistle. Ajax advanced on Paris. He swung, and she let him hit her guard. She pulled back slowly on her arm and swung towards him at half speed. He stepped out of the way. Again, he advanced. She backed up. He punched towards her body, and she tightened her muscles and absorbed the blow. She backed up again. The sound of the train whistle got louder. He followed up with another punch, and she let that slip by. The train whistle began to blow. It was almost on them now. She snagged his arm and twisted it behind his back, kicking the back of his knees. He buckled and fell. She held him. Let go of him or you'll be disqualified. Phallocides instructed, but she didn't listen. She just held him tight. Let go of me, he complained. Just hold on. It's almost over. Paris whispered into his ear. The train crossed the clearing, and with a squeal of the brakes and a hiss of the hydraulics, it stopped. Ajax... Philocedes, Paris, and the Amazons on one side, the cavalry on the other. I hopped off the cart, grabbed Paris's saddlebags, and headed for the train. I waved goodbye to Cassandra and Penthesilia. Paris let go of Ajax, took the saddlebags from me, and slung them over her shoulder. She took my hand and helped me onto the train, as Odysseus and Achilles stepped off of it. Paris looked back. Oscar, you're late. Grab the captain and bring him on board. Viper, you want to come? Where are we going? Railroad camp. Hop on. Damn it, whiskey girl. Technically, you lose this match. Well, <laughs> I'll have to suffer the consequences for that. Let's go. Paris took my hand as we walked into Agamemnon's private train car. The train started again, heading off out of the clearing. Paris looked out the window to see Penthesilia throw her a quick salute. 
she turned and left with the Amazons into the forest. Paris turned around and sat next to me on the small couch. Odysseus and Achilles entered, pushing Ajax with them, Philocides bringing up the rear. Odysseus sat at the desk and began to shuffle papers back and forth. Achilles sat in the corner indifferent. Ajax stood before me. Philocides went to the bar. He poured himself a drink. You cheated, Ajax said. I did, but I think I proved I could have beaten you at any moment. So, what are the consequences? I admit, I lost by disqualification. Paris was smiling. So, you'll answer my questions. It seems only fair. Was Jonathan Perdue really the reaper? No, Paris admitted. Philocides turned from his drink. What do you mean, no? he asked. I'm sorry, Viper. I couldn't tell you. Jonathan Perdue, my grandfather, was not the reaper. He took his place and died so that people would stop looking for the real reaper. So, you are the daughter of the reaper, Ajax stated. I am. Who was he? Luke. He was Jonathan's son. Jonathan didn't have a son. Yes, he did. Luke. But your father is the Colorado kid, Odysseus said, but really asked. <laughs> I never said Luke was my father. You can't have two fathers, Philocides replied. I didn't. Luke was my mother. Your mother? Odysseus exclaimed. If you doubt me, ask your wife. <laughs> Paris laughed. Lucy did not date the Reaper, Odysseus insisted. Actually, there were reports she had an affair with the Reaper, and Lucy's desertion is attributed to his influence, Ajax said. So they were the same Lucy, Paris smiled. Where is she? He. It doesn't matter how he was born. He was always a man. And why should I tell you where he is? So you can arrest him? Paris asked. I have to bring him to justice, Ajax insisted. Justice? What justice? He's not guilty of murder, and I admit he killed 30 cavalry soldiers at the fort, but he acted as an opposing combatant in war. And that's not murder. It's an act of war. We don't arrest soldiers at the end of a conflict for the killing they've done. He was a Confederate soldier, and now the war is over. There's no crime. What about Colonel Kellerman? What about... My father, Ajax. All of that happened during the Civil War. They were all Union officers attempting to arrest a Confederate soldier. None of those count as murder, legally. This is ridiculous, Ajax insisted. No, she's right. Odysseus confirmed. He still needs to stand trial. Let a judge decide this. You can't do that either, Paris told Ajax. Why not? Do you think I would tell you any of this if it would put him in jeopardy in any way? Luke died a year ago. What? He was a good man. He loved his family and defended them. He never wanted to be the Reaper. It was always a dark moment in his life, a moment where the world stood against him, and if he hadn't fought to stay on top of it, he would have died, which would have been a tragedy, because he was kind, loving, and supportive. He was a good mother to thirteen children. He was a loving husband to my father, and I am diminished by his loss. If I can't arrest him, I can still arrest you. When the train car stops, you agreed to come with me. You conceded the match. I have your word you'll turn yourself in. I can't do that either. <laughs> Why not? 
because I have something Luke never did. What? I have a badge. Paris pulled from her pocket the silver Pinkerton badge and showed it to him. What the fuck is this? I'm a Pinkerton. I was acting as their agent defending Helen and following my orders to ensure her safe journey west. What does that have to do with the captain? He had given illegal orders to arrest Helen and have me killed so that I couldn't rescue her. So I snuck into his office and tried to make a deal for our release. He refused my offer and I was forced to kill him to escape and continue on as I had been charged to do. That doesn't change the fact that you're wanted for murder. You still need to stand trial. The investigation is over. The Pinkertons have already finished interrogating the remaining cavalry at the fort. The report was sent to Washington, and a pardon was written and sent by train to Denver. What pardon? This one. Odysseus picked up one of the papers off his desk and handed it to Ajax. He studied it. It was a presidential pardon, completely filled out, including President Cleveland's signature. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Continue to write novels. Go back to Washington with the Viper. Live your life happily, knowing you were right and they were wrong. It's been over twenty years now. What do any of these stories matter? You lied about it, and the world believed you. The Viper lied about it, and the world believed him. Luke hid the truth, and who would believe it now if I tell his story? The story of a man born in the wrong body, with a mother who wouldn't let him be who he knew he was, and a father who accepted him as long as he became the killer the war demanded. The cavalry made him an outlaw. You, Ajax, made him a villain. Even I am guilty of forcing him to become someone he never wanted to be. Who will listen to me now? if I try to teach them the lessons he taught me. He once told me, You can be anything you want to be. Some assholes may tell you differently. If they do, you have my permission to kick them in the balls. Who would understand those words if I were to write them down? It's in the past. It's what we do with what's ahead of us that's important now. Paris said as she slipped her hand into mine under the folds of my dress, where it couldn't be seen. She gave it a squeeze and then let go and stood. Thank you, Oscar, for your help, and Mr. Miller. But it will be a few short hours until we're at the train camp, and Helen and I should probably rest. Also, I believe according to the contract, none of you are supposed to be in this car. Paris looked at Odysseus. He shrugged and nodded his head yes. He went to the door and opened it, holding it for the others. Ajax left first, shuffling his feet. Philocides followed behind him. Achilles ducked as he left the train car, and Odysseus turned back to us. We're almost there, and though I had hoped this journey would be a lot easier, I'm actually glad you were here keeping her safe, he said to Paris. I will always keep her safe, Paris said as she held out her hand and shook his. Odysseus left, leaving us in the private train car. She turned to me and asked, Why doesn't this feel like the end? Why does it feel like we're starting all over? <laughs> because this is just the end of the prologue. Now the real story begins. What story? The Trojan War. I smiled at her. She reached out and held my hand. I leaned in and kissed her. Her hands fell onto my body and touched me. I began to unbutton her shirt. The world became perfect. I didn't waste a single moment. There were so few left. 
and the future is so uncertain. I missed seeing her town as the train sped past it. But before we could reach the railroad camp, we dressed and sat again on the couch, holding each other. Tell me, did you win the fight against your father? Would you like me to tell you the story? I'm not good at telling stories. Please. I just want to listen to your voice, I said as I held her hand. We're almost there, but I think there should be time enough. Paris leaned in and kissed me first. Then she began her story. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee, artwork by Helen Lee, performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at Helen of the Iron Horse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you. <laughs>